steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. These Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nook is spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my new friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Oh, it is a glorious Saturday Eve sidekick. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, and if you're not absolutely jacked up for the game, some, I don't even yell. I know I gotta calm down. Hold Let's on. Let's go. Hey, wait, Randy's ready. Let's go. Randy's ready. Let's go. Jacob's ready. Let's go. Mike's ready. I'm ready. Austin's gonna be ready. And we're gonna talk football. I promise you, we're gonna get to there. But I do. It is that crossover season. I do want to talk something first, and then we are going to get into. The ETSU and the Sanford Bulldogs Conference Championship outright for the Bucks, and I've tried to go back and look. I, I, it's hard because the '60s. It's hard to go back and find some some numbers. But I'm trying to see if this is the biggest game that would be played in the history of the school on campus in football, because you could say. 96 is right there because the winner of that game could have lost the next week, but still would have won because of a tiebreaker because they would have won the head-to-head versus that was Marshall and ETSU. Of course, Marshall had no trouble with anybody that year. If you go back and look at those scores, I still argue, and I'm glad Robert Harper's not with us today, but it was still the rules. They were allowed to play with 85 scholarships and still earn a championship. They since Marshall did that. They've changed the rules. So App State and Georgia Southern a few years ago kind of got hosed because they got to play a Southern Conference schedule. They were ineligible for the playoffs, but, yeah, they couldn't play Division One. They were in a purgatory for a season. Uh, with their seniors, so I still argue that. But I've tried to go back. It's hard to say because uh, the 69 team, uh, if I'm not mistaken, won the league by a couple of games. So coming down to the end of the year, I don't know. Um, you know, 62 is tough to look up. Uh, 38 was impossible. I, I tried to look at the 1938. And it was just, <laughs> not a lot of records so, from that. Huh? So I, 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 it's hard to do. And some I know would point to the fact of bringing it back and playing on campus after it being gone certainly is monumental. There are people when the dome first opened up, and you know when Mark Hutzel and those guys in '79 uh, teed it up, and kicked it off for real in there. So uh, there's a lot of things you could point to. It's certainly arguably in the top three or four period of important games to be played. And, again, this would be the first time the Bucks had a Southern Conference championship, and that's amazing considering the last championship they ever had in football was in the 60s, late 60s, that 69 team. So a lot going on. Pretty fired up. Your thoughts before I rattle on into uh, some women's basketball, and then we'll get back to football. What do you think about my word smithery here? I said it's the biggest game for ETSU football in decades, and that can cover two all the way to a million decades. So I think that I've covered all of our bases here. Now, I think you make a good point about monumental, perhaps new stadiums back on campus, more monumental. But in terms of on-the-field implications, you're telling me you have not found a bigger game. 
I, I think the 96 is it. The difference in the 96 game is the fact that people actually camped out for tickets. Wow. There, were, there was legitimate, only a limited number of tickets. There were thir- They brought an extra seating. It was 13-plus uh, that was in attendance, which was the record until the Bristol Motor Speedway game when uh, NETSU able to, to break that record. But there, there was and, – and people were not just fired up about – ETSU, but they're fired up about Marshall. They're defending as champions. They had Randy Moss. They had right. Pennington. Everyone knew those guys were going to be pros. Right. Uh, I mean, they're on the big board. Everyone's there. And, and it, it, it kind of shocks me. There's not – now, their tickets are hotcakes, and I think there is going to be a sellout, no issue, and there'll be standing room only. And Devlin Hodges has certainly got a shot to break a record that I, I wasn't sure anybody would catch. Now, he's not going to catch – Ultimately, Steve McNair's all-purpose yards because McNair ran for almost 2,000 as well. Sure. So just the absurdity uh, that the man had 16,500 all-purpose yards is crazy for McNair. Twenty yards. But to have, uh, you know, Devlin Hodges have a chance to break the record, ETSU to get the thing. I mean, there's a lot going on. So, But the, the 96 had a, had a feel, and ETSU was so bad for so long. Uh, to, to, to have a shot at the playoffs at a regular season championship, people were, were on board. And it went from averaging about three, 4,000, all of a sudden 13 jumped up. Now, the difference is there's already, you know, eight 9,000 per game showing up at Green Stadium. So it, it's hard to say from that perspective too, right, not just that it was going for outright championships, but, it, it, you know, kind of the, the community kind of embraced ETSU very late in it. 96 season, and it didn't show up for the playoffs, which was kind of shocking. I think it's different now. I think because it was gone, it's back. People are there. So uh, I, I will have to pose that, and we'll talk about it on the pregame show. I've already got that question written down in big, bold letters for Matt Wiljum. You know, Robert Harper is an all-in guy now. Uh, and he was yes. he was, he was was at the game in 96, so he can talk about that. Don Hillman was also a guy that was at the game. And so, you know, we'll, we'll try to pose it with the crew. I'll try to talk to Kevin Brown and, and give him the research I've done to see what – what he thinks about it, he's you know he, he's he's pretty good at stats and put things in perspective too. So I, I can ask him as well. It sounds like you could do a whole pregame on that alone. If you need me to sacrifice any of my pregame segments, I'd be glad to. If it means good quality conversation about greatest game in ETSU football history or biggest game in ETSU football history, I, I've already thought about kind of yada yadaing a few things uh, and and maybe shortening up some of our bites. We usually run last, last week. Adam is a bye week, and, and you know we, I've, I've thought about. <laughs> almost banging the entirety of the Mercer clips <laughs> in the last week in review. I've thought about uh, shortening up the Sanford. I've thought about I, I know uh, TV guy Trey may not like it, but it may shorten up, uh, you know. Score, Read the paper, Trey. No ad living yeah, this week. It. No that's channels. It. Exactly what it is is what you need to go with. But I'm still going with, I think, biggest game on campus in the history of the school. That's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. I like it. 96, yeah, I think, is the only argument. Unless you wanted to say the state, but on the field, I, I get football's gone. They want an outdoor stadium and, and what it meant and the emotion and the tears and, and people that I went to school with that played when I was in school that didn't come back to campus for a decade on purpose that were back here literally growing and crying. So I get that. I, I do get that part of it. But I'm saying on the field. On the field, 96, and the only difference that I can make an argument for 96 was the fact that people were camping out to get tickets. That's the only difference. Now, 
there wasn't the internet, right? You couldn't go online. You couldn't get the <laughs> camping out for tickets seems I mean, like a bit of a fruitless endeavor these days. I mean, it, but and, and I'll never forget it. There was a, there was an egging. There were people that were sleeping in tents that got egged. You know, so I mean, it, there was a lot going on. So I could go with that. But but we will talk. Austin Herrick will be here. His normal segment. We'll talk to him. Not about the historic thing. He could care less. He's just worried about the next game. And we'll talk to him about the bye week, recharging batteries, talk to him about preparation. We'll talk to him. Maybe, he got a haircut. I want, I want to see the thought process behind the haircut and see if he had any mm. other haircuts that were in the conversation, he, if it was a go lucky with, haircut. Did he go with a J? Uh, what, like slowly losing your hair over 20 years and trying to cling on to scraps? No. Yeah, no. Coming in hot, Mike Gallagher. Love uh, it. Anyway. All right, let's talk just just for a, br- a brief moment. Yep. Uh, Mike Gallagher made his debut yesterday, 11 a.m. Made it through. In what was an education, not education <laughs> yeah. game because uh, schools were closed South West Virginia, so you didn't have the screaming, uh, you know, several thousand uh, elementary school kids there, but it was a basketball game played, certainly – it started right for ETSU, didn't end that way. I don't know that I've ever seen a game where one team had a 19 nothing run only to be outdone by like a 23 nothing. run. I was going to ask you if you had ever seen a game just in general where one team scores the first 19 points. I'm not sure that I've ever seen that. You've been around sports longer than I have. I, and uh, it, I don't remember how many in a row, but I know going into the first media timeout at Syracuse, the men's team was down 26-2. Okay. And we'd used every timeout going into the first game. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. And we lost by 52. Okay. So um, Not quite the drastic change okay. we had yesterday. Uh, and I, I will say this. I have been a part of it. It wasn't to start the game. But ETSU in Hawaii uh, playing Louisiana Lafayette uh, actually went on a 23 nothing run and still lost the game. They were down wow. They were down 14, went on a 23 nothing run, and I think ran out of gas. Like there was so much gas put into that that late they couldn't. So uh, ended up losing by like two, but but they had twenty three nothing run and didn't win. So that's the only only because I was thinking about that with cutting highlights and things yeah. yesterday, sort of you know to put that in perspective. But I, in, in all honesty, you do see that in the first quarter, somebody jumps out to a ridiculous lead, and, and I mean again in, in any sport, I've, I've been a part of baseball. Uh, I think ETSU in the Southern Conference tournament down in down in Charleston. Uh, at the River Dogs Park, went up ten nothing, and by the third inning, trailed fourteen <laughs> ten. I've also been a part of baseball where ETSU was going to get run ruled, and going into the bottom of the seventh of a doubleheader against Campbell, scored seventeen runs, and wow. then run ruled them in the bottom of the eighth. <laughs> so they had outscored them by twenty four runs in two. Ask, by the way, ask Harper about that because uh, he was the playboy for Campbell at that time. And then uh, uh, there was one other example. Oh, and then football, we've seen. Uh, I'll just use Sanford. Last week was up twenty-one nothing in the first quarter. Yeah, and got beat forty-two twenty-seven. Yep. So you, it's the old adage, you know, right? You can't win a game in the first quarter. You can lose it. Now, if teams don't battle back, and you can lose it in there, but you see it where it's more apt for teams to get out to a good start, especially a road team. And all those instances I mentioned, they were all uh, road teams. Campbell was a road team at baseball. Uh, ETSU now technically have Southern Conference game, but they were playing Citadel at their own park. Right. Uh, you know, Sanford was at Citadel. Uh, ETSU, uh, did I give a basketball one? I may have. Anyways, but uh, I rolled off five or six examples. Mm-hmm. But that that's sort of – I've seen that before. Um, I don't know that I've seen 19 nothing and 23 nothing. I don't know I've seen that. I've seen people chip away, you know, and it, it's more of a, a 8-2 run, and then they battle back and forth, and it's like a 6 7 nothing spurt, and then they battle back and forth. Uh, more of that. I don't know that I've seen a drastic, as we saw yesterday, 19 nothing 
boom, all of a sudden 23 nothing at the end of that first half. The totality of the run was 49-14. to 14. I mean, that's something that you rarely hear or see, but there were a lot of very strange things yesterday. And the Devon Center is a tough place to play for opponents. It was 29-30 of 30 that, that Radford had won in that stadium. It, it's kind of like a, some people describe it as a mini Georgia dome. They used to have the air that would inflate the dome above it. Now they've actually got a steel structure that holds it in place. But it's that kind of place. And with the kids yeah, it was not like, there. It was a mini, uh, it, more than a Georgia dome, it was a mini um, Syracuse, the Carrier Dome. Carrier Dome, sure, but, yeah. But because the way still. you had to walk into, and I've been to both of them, the way you had to walk in, there was a double set of doors yep. because of the airlock system. So yep. you had to kind of wait till one door closed and one door open. The Metrodome, the Metrodome in Minneapolis was kind of like that too. But that steel structure now holds it up. But I, I was kind of struggling yesterday to find the reasoning why it was going to be difficult for ETSU to play there simply because there's nobody there. I mean, there were like 100 people there because all the schools were closed. So naturally, 11 a.m. on a Thursday, you don't have people that can just stroll out of work often and say, I'm going to go catch a Radford women's basketball game. They're the preseason Big South favorite. So a good team, no doubt, and credit to Mike McGuire and them for being able to stick with it and come back and go on that big run right before the half. Part of what sprung that run, and we heard from Coach Zell in this postgame, we heard the Bitons just a second was Micah Sheets going down with an ankle injury. Glad it was just an ankle and not an E, but still it does not sound promising for Micah Sheets going forward. Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's like I told you, it's good and bad when you have kids with really good chemistry. When, when things are going well, the chemistry is great. When one goes down, it almost deflates everybody and they worry and stress. And um, As soon as Micah went out, they went on a 14-3 run. And I, that's not by coincidence. It, it, things happen like that, but We've got to find some other people that will step up in her absence right now. And, um, you know, it, it's frustrating for us. Uh, it's frustrating with an 0-3 start. But, uh, you know, there's not much I can do about it. I can't cry about it and be upset. i got to move on and get ready for Monday. Jada Craig, Carly Litton, Kaya uh, Upton, and Amaya Adams are some that are going to have to step up with sheets out the game that – uh, coaches I was talking about, Troy, another 11 a.m. education day. Hopefully schools are open in the Johnson City area because that's over at Brooks Gym. There were positives yesterday. Brittany Snowden was one of them. She's getting there. You know, she's coming back from a strained MCL. She's starting to get there. She's starting to round back into shape. Brittany's the best leader I've ever coached, and it's painting her. She and Erica are both. I can already see it in their face. They're in tears. And so when you've got kids that care and you've got kids that are invested and they're going to continue to work, then you're fine. And there's no quit in this unit. Jay, you're the one that put these sound bites in. I'm guessing the thought behind the next one was just to kind of summarize how things went after the middle of that second quarter. No, it, oh. was, it wasn't, wasn't. Oh, okay. It was a little bit about that. The other thing I was going to bring up on the next sound bite was, you know, it's amazing how long it, it takes people to buy in. And so I can tell, you know, the type of broadcaster people are uh, – by the attachment that they can get with the team and, and uh, or one's detachment from reality at some point. And it didn't take long. So you've not had a chance to do a whole lot of play-by-play uh, radio of any of the, the big three, if you will. Right. The, the football, the basketball. It's clearly we've done baseball. I've heard plenty of those calls. I've heard some Soccer, great volleyball, calls. Right, yeah, Elizabeth, whatever. But yeah. I can tell, you know, there's a certain part when a guy's really attached to a team, you know, they kind of take things personal. And I think Mike Gallagher <laughs> took the end of this first half pretty personal. With one second on the clock. They look for Walker. She's going to have to hoist one from 25 feet. And she banks it in. That was in a six-point game. 36 no. to 30. 
Two things there. Two things there I love. One, the not even going to give credit for the 25-footer. Uh, yeah. 25 right there, 25. Yeah. It, it. it was a the tail-off. I love the tail-off. Now, the only difference is I would have tried to go to break while the guy's screaming yes, in the background. Yes. That would have been the only my only critique of that as yes. a guy who does get a little on the moany side of yeah. things, if you will. When things don't go ETSU's ways, I try to beat the the crowd. I try to beat the so I try to hurry up at that. Oh, and then get a break. Uh, the other thing was the just the thought process of what we all were thinking. How in the world is this a six point game? Right? I couldn't believe it. I mean, nineteen nothing, then thirty six to thirteen, and after Michael Sheets goes down, there's a four minute span in which they go on a seventeen nothing run to end the half. I mean, I couldn't believe it. it was one foul after another. We weren't getting whistles. Well, clearly, you can see I'm already kind of. Uh, I, the other part of it is you go two and a half hours. You know, you want to see the team that you're calling the game for a win. You know, you 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 see the blue and gold, and you're like, all right, boom, well, let's make this happen. And then they're up so big, it's almost like. You feel, you're sitting back and you're saying, oh, this is going to be an easy win. Boy, I didn't expect this. This is fantastic. And then all of a sudden they hit you back in four minutes with 17 straight points. And your mind is having a hard time wrapping itself around what is going on. As you can kind of hear there, it just out banks it in. And I'm just sitting there thinking, what has transpired over these last four minutes? And that's how it came out. So uh, very, uh, very creative for you to grab that sound. But I'm liking, uh, I'm liking Jay Sandos as the uh, co-producer on a day-to-day role here. This is fantastic. No, I, I tell you what I like is the fact that uh, – uh, I, you, you get to sit back for two years and hours and hours of tape to pick one small segment. So uh, the two, three games I'm going to have an opportunity to be back there, I assure <laughs> you, I will be nitpicking everything That's Mike Gallagher That's says great. at that point. Yeah, that works. You know who you don't nitpick? Austin Herrick. Austin Herrick. He's up next. Route Tree, Santos in the sidekick after this time out on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Congrats. You made it. <laughs> Through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, and even National Sunglasses Day. You took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a $1 million. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Are you having fun at bad time? Mm, you smell fresh as spring. Hey, Frank, is this lettuce ready for the customers? No. No, not yet. Frank, they're perfect. Let go of the cart. No. Frank, now. But I didn't get to say goodbye. At Food City, our produce experts are passionate about offering the freshest fruits and vegetables around. We're Food City, and we're very picky about produce. Today and every day, the 
Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics Program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, Austin Herrick. It is, as I like to call it, Saturday Eve. It's Friday. That means ETSU Buckner football back in action against Samford. The Bulldogs coming to town. And before we get into a lot of that, how's the bye week, buddy? It was good. It was great. Good time to go home and sleep a lot and uh, eat some home cooking and then uh, see some buddies from high school and hang out with them and then get back up here and you know, get ready to go for this last stretch of the season. Did you run into any Chattanooga players and uh, talk trash for me? Uh, that, that would be um, great. Actually, I worked out with the quarterback who was there last year, Cole Copeland. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. He, was, Cole, uh, yeah. yeah. he had the academic thing this year. but So we uh, we worked out and we kind of talked about Chattanooga and things like that. So uh, it was good to see those guys. As long as you rubbed it in, that's all I want to hear, Austin. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you didn't. You're not well, that type play, guy. So it's tough to rub it in. But. Yeah, that's fair. But all right, let's talk a little bit about this week, right? So you get a week, and uh, <clears throat> coach gave you a, a two, three days to go. You know, like you, for you guys that can go home, go home and see family, relax, get away from football. I know he was very adamant on the coaches' show uh, the last two Wednesday nights about not trying to implement the game plan during the bye week. Just you know, work on fundamentals, do some things here, and. Talk a little bit about sort of what Coach's philosophy was or what you felt like the philosophy was in the three practices while uh, uh, on the bye week. Yeah, so during the bye week, um, we really just went back to working on our stuff. Um, We really implemented some, you know, some of the concepts that we had kind of, you know, kept out of the playbook or I guess the, you know, the play calling stuff for the past, you know, six or seven weeks. And so we went back and kind of brushed up on those things and then, um, you know, just focused on, um, you know, getting better with what we do. And so I think that that will certainly help us this week and as we move forward. So, um, yeah, it wasn't anything where we were super dialed, on, dialed in on Sanford. We were real, really focused on, you know, what we do and executing as an offense. Talk about, you know, because I know Coach was saying even simplifying things to the point where it was how are guys getting out of their stance. Like he, and he's like, for receivers, he's like, there's a false step. That's the difference between four five and four six, and that throws off the route and the time. I and mean, that's how precise coach is thinking about it. Absolutely, yeah. The bye week's a good time to go back and work on you know fundamentals and technique and things like that. So um, I think that was really good 
uh, you know, not just for the receivers, but the offensive linemen to work on their pass steps, you know, for, for me to work on my drops. And, you know, you could really critique things like that instead of having to worry about the game plan and, you know, are they running cover two? Are they running cover four here? You know, it was more important to figure out, like, hey, you know, are you taking the right drop and how is that timing up with the receivers? So, yeah, that, that's, ex that's exactly really uh, what last week was about is just going back to the fundamentals and, you know, brushing up on things that may have been put aside, you know, during that long stretch of games. You ever look at the opposing quarterback and try and figure out what he does really well and take anything from him? I feel like this week would be a – and you've obviously had a tremendous amount of success yourself, but there's a big storyline on the other side of the ball. Devlin Hodges is about to break that FCS record. Have you ever looked at him and tried to figure out, boy, what is it that he does that makes him the player that he is? Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of that, I, I do that in the off offseason. Um, during the season, you're so focused on, you know, their defense and, you know, your offense and, you know, finding mismatches and figuring out how you're going to attack those guys. Uh, Devlin's obviously a great player. Um, it's funny, you know, we're the same age. We went to so many camps together in high school and um, kind of, a, you know, not a friendship, but, you know, we know each other in passing. And so, um but, yeah, I mean, he's a great player. He gets the ball out of his hands quick. I think the best thing that he does is he can extend plays, and, you know, that really keeps the defense on their toes because you never know um, if he's just going to check it down or could he, he could run around and, you know, have a huge play. And he's got some receivers outside that, you know, help him out quite a bit. But, yeah, Devlin's a great player, and um, obviously he's doing something right or he wouldn't be in the position he's in ready to break this record. What we've heard – Throughout the week from coordinators, from Coach Sanders, and just looking at previous results, a big key is to run the ball to try and make sure that the defense isn't constantly on the field against Hodges in that offense and that you can kind of control tempo because tempo is such a big thing with them. How do you think that that can help the offense and just how important do you think that is? I think it's incredibly important. I think the first year when we played them, um, they were – way more talented than us and one of the big stats is from that game is we held the ball for over 40 minutes um, and kept them off the field um, so they can't really score uh, their offense can't score when they're not on the field um, so if we can you know hold on to the football we can control the clock um, then I think we feel like we've got a good good chance to win the game um, now the opposite of that is if we don't control the time uh, the time of possession and we don't you know hold on to the ball then it could be a long day so um, with all those things at hand you know, it's really important to establish a running game early and to get in a good rhythm because you're going to have to be able to throw the ball and you're going to have to be able to convert those third downs so that's something that I think we'll look to do early and you know just uh, that's part of just executing the game plan and you know executing the offense and the plays that coach calls I asked this to you in the press conference I'm going to revisit it because you gave me the the perfect answer for you know the uh the, the guy that doesn't want to give anything away that's totally fine if you don't want to hear either but I think a lot of people look at a day like you're about to have tomorrow your senior day and just the incredible kind of storybook that's been written over your career and this program's uh, life since you've been in it and think, man, it might just—it might be difficult to get caught up in that, caught up in those emotions, and really um, just do some reminiscing before the game is even has even begun, let alone before it ends. How do you make sure that you balance the fact that you have to win a game with the fact that you've got your senior day? I'm sure your family's going to be there. A lot of people are going to be watching that you care about. It's got to be a very thin line to walk. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that you have to be careful with of not getting too, you know, 
brought into the emotions of, of that whole day. You know, I, I think for me, our whole class, this is not a, a typical senior day. We helped start this program, and um, the, there won't be another class of seniors who have done that here. Right. Um, and so it is a little different, and this program probably means a little bit more to us than it will, you know, the future classes to come just because, you know, we were the foundation of this thing. So um, I, there will be some emotions. I think a lot of that, um, you know, we'll try to suppress and, you know, keep to the side till after the game. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where I try to prepare myself all week for that. Mm. You know, I, I think what they're doing is it's going to be kind of quick. You know, you shake coach's hand, you go up there with your family and take mm. a picture. So it won't be too long. It's not going to be this long, drawn-out thing. So I think that helps. And, um, you know, knowing that it's going to come all week, you can kind of prepare yourself for that moment. Could it kind of work the other way in the sense that you do it, you look around at the guys that you're out there with that are seniors, just give a big smile and say – boys we get the chance to do this another time yeah I, I think it it does in some regards I remember my senior day in high school um you know high school is different because you grew up with those guys right and it's kind of like what it is in college too because we've kind of grown up here together but um I remember my high school coach got us all together and said you know I'll always be your high school coach these will always be your high school teammates um, you know, we've got another opportunity here. Similar to today, we were competing for the, the district championship that day, and uh, we played probably our best game. Um, so I think it can kind of galvanize guys and be like, hey, this is the last time we're guaranteed to play at home. Um, so why not go out with a bang? You look at Sanford's defense, we know they're beat up. We know that they've got some talent on that side of the ball, but but things have not at times this year looked very good for that side of the ball for Sanford. We know the offense, we know the defense can um, stumble here and there, and injuries have been a part of that. What have you seen on tape? Yeah, I think Sanford uh, is one of the most talented teams in the conference. Um, much like Chattanooga, they, they are you – know, I don't know if it's because they've had their program there so long and has – had so much success or you know being in a bigger city like Chattanooga and Birmingham but they're able to recruit um you know a really good athlete and so they have tons of them all over the field and they can make explosive plays and so um like you said there have been some games where you're like you know that doesn't look like the same team I saw the last week so um hopefully they have one of those days tomorrow um but I think uh one of the things we have to do and it's just the the same answer, but we just have to execute, execute the game plan, and we can't control which Sanford team will show up um, because if if they're playing and all and firing on all cylinders, they're a really tough team to beat. Um, so we got to expect that and go out there and you know just execute what coach says and you know stick to our fundamentals that we worked on last week and um, you know just do what we do because. As we keep saying, that's all we can control. We can't control which team gets off the bus, but we can control our attitude, our effort, and our concentration. I think, obviously, you look at this game, there's going to be some uh, couple key elements in it. You mentioned time of possession hanging on to that. Certainly turnovers uh, can play because if, if Sanford, who's been prone to turn the ball over, ETSU's been great taking advantage of that. And the same token we saw last year, if ETSU turns it over, boy, Sanford can really run up a lot of points uh, very quickly. I, I think it's interesting to see that Samford is 500 and they're outscoring their opponents by 80 in the first quarter. Again, it's hard to mimic what they do. It's hard to do. 
but everyone has just kind of stayed the course. How hard is it? Because I know it's easy for coaches to say, well, we're just going to stick to the game plan. I mean, if we get down 21, we're just going to stick to the game plan. And and obviously teams like Citadel last week did stick to their game plan, eventually was able to chip away, take the lead, and then really kind of ran away with it late. How hard is that, though, as an offense? And it's not necessarily maybe you, but there's still other guys on the team, I'm sure, that are still coming up to you. Hey, hey, man, we got to – you know, we got to push. We got to, you know, this, this yeah. drive's so important, and and maybe you do need to keep the ball away, but you don't necessarily have to have points right there. You just got to be able to keep the ball away. Talk about sort of the game planning and stuff. Uh, you know, from your perspective and the coach's perspective, kind of inside the locker room. If uh, not even Sam, but if anybody kind of jumps out fourteen seventeen early in the first quarter. Yeah, I think I think it depends on the makeup of the team. Um, I think as you've seen this year, we were able to kind of weather those storms and come back. Um, you know, and be fine. I think that comes with experience. Um, you know, it's almost played to our benefit that we got beat up on so much those first couple seasons because, you know, when we get down that much, it's like, heck, we've been here before, you know. Um, so I think it kind of depends on the makeup of the team. I, I also think that, you know, play calling and your game plan does change you know, a little bit because you have to be a little bit more aggressive. You have to, um, you know, try to chip away at that lead. So, um, really, you just go back to, you know, the same thing. Maybe the play calls are a little bit more aggressive, but you still have your fundamentals, your keys on those plays, and you have to stick to those. And, you know, when you have a bad play, when you have a bad drive, you have to go back and flush it and think, okay, what went wrong? Analyze that. And as soon as you figure out the solution, you know, move on because you can't spend time worrying about, why that went wrong once you figured out the solution to it. Certainly always important staying on – the term staying on schedule, right, staying ahead of the chains, whatever. Yes. You know, basically, you know, no negative plays. want to pick up three, four yards every chance you get. And uh, Looking at Sanford on tape myself and, and defensively, if you get in third and long, they are great at, mm-hmm. at uh, getting to the quarterback. They dial up some pretty – exotic to me exotic blitzes and things to do now they've got a couple guys that, that may or may not go and i don't know how that changes but certainly when you can stay balanced i think when people hear ball control and all that they, they automatically assume you got to run the ball got to run the ball yeah. you don't always have to run the ball right you still got to be able to mix in the pass. you just have to be able to move the chains it doesn't matter how you do it you just have to do it yeah exactly yeah it's not always running and sanford controls the clock some by throwing the ball because that's their Pretty much their run game is just the short passing game. So, yes, you know you can you can work the the you know the passing lanes and things like that and still control the clock. You know when you control the clock, um, usually you're running the ball, but you're going to be in a third and five or a third and six at some point, and you're going to have to throw it. Um, and so you know that goes hand in hand, um, especially with our offense being so balanced. With you know we have to be able to run the ball and throw the ball um, for us to be you know how we want to operate our offense. So um, that's going to be critical for us tomorrow is, you know, when it's a third and four, when it's a third and seven, how can we execute that play and keep the drive alive? We'll step aside for a timeout. Uh, we'll come back with uh, Mike Gallagher, Roundtree. Austin Herrick. They're a very special segment, whatever the heck you boys do. I'm just going to sit over here and uh, uh, drink my Dot Mountain Dew. Is that all right? Keep your mouth shut. Okay, we'll all right, all right. I won't talk a lot. We'll do the route tree, the official route tree with Austin Herrick, Mike Gallagher on Santos and the Sidekick right after this word from the Buccaneers Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated healthcare system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, 
We are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official health care provider of ETSU Athletics. Go Bucks! The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 12 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Wendy's has an all-new... You had me at Wendy's. Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon cheeseburger, and it's called... You had me at bacon. Well, what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky, tangy sauce, and it's called the Sawsome Bacon... You had me at Sawsome. It's called the Sawsome Bacon Classic. Sawsome Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing. Why didn't you just say that from the start? Also, if you download the Wendy's app, you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo. Huh, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. Over the last 70 years, Johnson City Power Board has had a few different looks. But we've remained the same trusted partner you rely on. Now, we've changed our name to Bright Ridge to match our vision, to deliver on our promise of great service you can count on, embracing common sense technology to strengthen the communities we serve. We're glad to be your public power provider. Bright Ridge, new name, renewed promise. Learn more at brightridge.com. New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640, the extreme sports monster. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, Austin Herrick. It is a Friday. ETSU will take on Sanford 1 o'clock tomorrow. Green Stadium. I was waiting for that to kick in. Well done. You know our bumpers well now after not knowing them yes, for like two no, or three months. Brutal. I was brutal. I don't always talk <laughs> over it. So, um, 11.30 pregame show. Yeah. I did get sidetracked. I was, so, I was so happy that I knew the bumper that yep. I forgot the rest of what I was going to do. So, I'm not afraid show. to derail the whole show just to prove a point that I knew the bumper. That's okay. It's your I'll show. I'm a pro. It's your show. I'm a pro. 
So we'll step aside. Actually, we're not step aside. What are we doing? You're not a pro. Yeah. I just said you're a pro. You're not a pro. We're doing the route tree. Route tree. Out of our route tree. So last week we took a week off of the route tree because we had Matt Thompson, and that was a good, geez, 35, 40 minutes. We chatted with yourself, Austin, Matt Thompson down in studio when we had to tape early because bye week and yeah. people were just going different places, <laughs> had a couple of days off. So that was fun. I'm excited to get back to the route tree, and this is one this week that might hit pretty close to your heart okay. and uh, that's kind of why I went to it I, I was a little bit out of ideas in the sense that we've done seven or eight and we've kind of hit on a lot of the big ones and yeah. if you're new to the route tree basically what it is is Austin Herrick being a quarterback diagnosing route trees on the field going into a, a professional field at some point here over the next um, well number of months really uh, after football season is over being a redshirt senior himself uh, he's going to have to make a number of decisions um, in uh, his professional field what routes to go on very big things and there are situations from from the past that Austin Herrick has changed after I've kind of laid it out a certain way. Uh, we revisit those scenarios. He answers a couple questions, picks her out, and that's how the segment goes. So the questions this week. Is a tie better than a loss? Yes. A tie yes. is better than a loss. Okay, what would it mean for you to see Nebraska win a national championship in football? Uh, it'd be incredible. It'd be incredible. Okay. Yeah, so that would be. I was thinking about that this morning. I was watching a YouTube video. <laughs> That's about the only place you can think about Nebraska winning a national title, unfortunately, right yes, now, yes. is a YouTube video. There is your route, Austin Herrick. You uh, go 1984. Right ahead. 1984. Yeah, when they played Miami. That's right. You yeah. go right ahead. All right. I, Tom Osborne, could not be happier on this day of the 1984 Orange Bowl to stand before you a national champion. 13 years between national championships may not seem like a long time, but for Cornhusker fans, it seemed like an eternity. To bring the national title back to Nebraska after we won it in 1971 with me as an offensive coordinator is a thrill, especially having my first as a head coach. I don't care how we had to do it, we did it. And in the big picture, settling for a 31-31 tie in one game is no consequence when you've got the ultimate and winning before you, that being college football's ultimate prize, being number one at the end of the year. So I think you asked the question wrong. Can I jump in real quick? Please. Shouldn't you ask is a, is a, because he went, he tried to win. Yeah. So, so is it a win? So should, should you have asked win, loss, or tie? I'm, I'm just curious. Because you yeah, knew the result, true. right? Because you knew the result. He's going because to win. Because he did. I, I'm, you have to understand how the route tree works here. I don't, I have to, I don't, I, under, so I don't what, understand. What I, what I have to do is I've never I, understood the route tree. I have to force Austin into one of to two things a or B, because to I only B, have right? two things right okay, now. Because if I wrote true. up every scenario, okay. I would be up all night preparing for this. Okay. So that's how it that's works. That's fair. Yes. That's fair. So Then I agree with what you did. So Tom Osborne, rather than going for two in the 1984 Orange Bowl against Miami, would settle for the tie, kicking the extra point with 40 seconds left to make it 31-31. And since overtime was only introduced into college football in 1996, the game against the Hurricanes would end that way, 31-31. Nebraska keeping the number one seed, they or the number one ranking they entered the weekend with. Miami finishing number two instead of what the ultimate result was. In reality, the failed two-point conversion for Osborne and the Cornhuskers with Miami winning 31-30 and hopping both Auburn and Nebraska for the number one spot in the poll in the national championship. In this reality that we have created, the national championship for Nebraska connected their crowns in 1971 and 1995, bridging the gap and keeping a tradition of consistent success. As for Miami, the result of a tie would keep Howard Schnellenberger at Miami, chasing the championship he was denied by the tie Osborne played for to take the national title. But the lackluster result in that championship game against Nebraska would leave a sense of uncertainty around the program rather than the, de the definitive self-assured attitude that would be instilled with the win and then the soon-after arrival of Jimmy Johnson, who would never end up going to the University of Miami because Schnellenberger could not let go of his want to win the title he never got. Rather than forming into a dynasty as Miami did under Johnson, they would stay 
stagnate under Schnellenberger's selfish wants, and he would only leave after Johnson was hired as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, leaving a time to strike. While the iron was hot in the mid-1980s, nothing but a distant and unmet dream. And Dennis Erickson would also never be hired after Johnson because Schnellenberger continued his quest all the way until the year 2003 when he was forced out at Miami, having never gotten the title. Much of the NFL talents the Hurricanes were known for going or for having going elsewhere during the 15-year period where Schnellenberger held on to control. The U was instead just Miami of Florida. While it was Miami of Florida in reality, Miami of Ohio in this reality was the U. And Schnellenberger's last season defeated the Hurricanes in a bowl game behind Ben Roethlisberger, the Red Hawks finishing the year 13-1 and and assuming the title of true Miami, Jay Sandos and Austin Herrick. Wow. True Miami. So he almost uh, killed the U. He, he did. did in this scenario. Yeah. He killed the U. That's unbelievable. And then Doc Miami, is Ohio is the U. The U. The with, U. With Ben Riot, like how you tied 2003, I could kind of see where <laughs> yeah, that was going. Miami of Ohio. I, I it's, not Miami of Ohio. it's not Ben Roethlisberger, Miami of Ohio. It's Ben Roethlisberger, the U. A lot of people unhappy with the U and how things worked out, but that's, that, I was so in love with everything they did. I hated them. It was one of those, like, you did, I didn't want them to win. Yeah. But I enjoyed when guys danced there. I mean, they had fun. They it's did fun. Things. They trashed it. They did, they, you know, they did things that were outside the normalcy of whatever. Now, I'm curious about what you think about – baseball going more of the new school have fun type of it's not to the point of in the extent that the university of miami and football did but there's the new school versus old school movement right now yeah i think it's entertainment yeah you don't want to get like crazy with it but it is entertainment at the end of the day so like when nfl guys aren't allowed to wear certain cleats honoring people and things like that like come on man. yeah that's brutal yeah exactly that's brutal this isn't it's not the same and so to try to judge it like it is like uh you know corporate america where everything's got to be so prim and proper it's it's entertainment and that's what it is so i think you should let them have fun just you know obviously don't go crazy let me tell you i'm happy that you chose the scenario that you did in this route tree because the other one is not nearly as flattering for nebraska and we will revisit this in uh, lost branches of the route tree later in the year gotcha i'm just a uh, uh yeah big fan. i don't understand the baseball so here's what i like about baseball's unwritten rules because nobody nobody understands to begin with for an example, sometime this year there was a team that threw threw at a guy because he had stole a base while they were up seven, right? Yeah. And then very quickly, watching, I don't know if I was watching Sports Center, one of those sports shows, or maybe it was MLB Network, they had brought up that that team themselves that threw at him had stolen uh, up by seven <laughs> on eight different <laughs> occasions. So I'm confused. I thought I don't understand, my th- I don't understand about it. Like, yeah. but Because it's so up to interpretation, how do you know what you're doing? And I've always not liked the you can't celebrate something good. Like you work all off season, you work all this, you put in all the time, all the effort, yeah. and you hit a home run in the postseason like, or whatever uh, it is. Joey Bats, yeah. big bat flip. Yeah, bat yeah. Flip. yeah. Jose Bautista. Yeah, and I mean, if he throws the bat at the pitcher, fine, I get that. <laughs> if he throws the bat at the other team, I get it. If he's just throwing the bat towards his bench to celebrate with, you know, I don't know. 40,000 people. Yeah. I mean, why in the world do you do it? And I do like that I heard uh, a conversation I had with Rob uh, Manfred, mm-hmm. and they asked him about why, you know, uh, they weren't allowed to have fun to send another. And Rob put a quick put the brakes on and said, wait a minute, we, Major League Baseball has said nothing about the guy. So that the, the, the players are policing all that. We, yeah. We, 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 we're fine with it. We, we think it's great. We yeah. want people to see our sport as fun and you know, you win a game, you should celebrate, and, you know, yeah. you're going to win your games, and if you don't win your games, you maybe need to get better. Yeah, I love you don't that. want them hitting home runs. 
Strike him out. That's right. So, Austin Herrick, this week on the route tree, you give Nebraska another national championship and ruin the University of Miami. I'm in favor of both. Well done. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly what you want as a Nebraska fan. So <laughs> I did my part. You knew it was coming. Yeah. All right, that'll do it. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week, correct? We're still, yeah. Oh, it was Friday. It's week, uh, off. week yeah, off. Right. Week off Thanksgiving. We'll talk right. to you the following week. How about that, buddy? All right. Good luck, Austin. Good. All right, that's the route tree, Austin Aaron. Bold predictions, Jacob Towns, and we'll go ahead and tee it up so I can tell you what I'm going to get right, what Mike's going to get wrong after this time out of the Buccaneer Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 19- 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. There is no way LeBron James leaves Cleveland again. I agree with Jarvis Landry. I think the Browns are a Super Bowl contender this year. How in the world can you not see that Big Baller Brand is far superior to making the NBA than Puma? Now, rumors fly a lot. Jason Witten is not going to Monday Night Football. I mean, the Mike Ayers rumor that he's leaving, no way. I bet he's there until 2025. Terrell Owens has made a career off jawing, running his mouth. Will he be in Chattanooga for his Hall of Fame induction? No chance. He'll be in Canada. Bold prediction. Bow, 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 bow.
Jay Santos, Mike Gallagher, and Jacob Townsend in the studio. Bold Jacob. prediction time. What up, boy? Jacob. Hey, guys, how are we? It's nice to get back to the old ways here. No more of the long-standing predictions about basketball season. We're getting back to the old good hymn music here. Just just the your, uh, weekend predictions on college football, the NFL, and ETSU. Just give you one last uh, up down the standings. Mike, you're still up by two in the prediction standpoint, up by a lot more than that in the average. Uh, you've gotten 10 right over the, over the year, batting 303. Jay, you've gotten eight right, batting 229. I like it. I like where I'm at right now. I agree with you that it's good to get back to instant gratification predictions rather than having to wait for four or five months. I do like the over the season, and we should probably check in on those once in a while. Like, for instance, my James Harrison one, men's basketball, I believe I said he would shoot 65% or higher. Jacob Townsend, do you know what he is shooting right now? Because I believe that it is 65% or higher. I do not know what he's shooting right now. Well, well, I, I bet it's sixty-five percent or half or higher. Yeah. Be a better. I'll let any, you know on Monday. All right, I, I do again because I like clarification. Is there any rule in there that he has to have so many shots to qualify? No, 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 no. no. no, no so, no, so, no. so if he has an unfortunate injury the rest of the year, you win. Yes. Yeah, there was no uh, minimum right. minimum on there. No, I'm not cheering for that. I'm not cheering for that. I hope James I mean, Harrison oh. plays a tremendous amount over the rest of the year and continues to shoot sixty-five percent. Mean, I'm confident either way in the prediction. That's why I made the prediction. So. But you can't win a batting championship that way, right? I mean, you can't. Yeah, you have to have, have so many bats, bats for right? that. Yeah, you didn't put any limits on what I could do with my bold prediction for men's basketball. In fact, I, I told you it off air, and you did not say anything. So don't try and do revisionist history now and change it. Now, we have no guidelines on this segment. Let's just be quite blunt about that. There are no guidelines in bold predictions. Now, you did say that we would be doing an ETSU on college football in the NFL. I actually am going to go college basketball because Whoa. it is prime time season for college basketball upsets. So that's just a little teaser of mine. But I'm going to defer once again and let Jason. Sandos do his first. Oh, uh, I'm going to go VMI. <laughs> he says it so matter-of-factly now, I, like it's I, a thing. I'm going VMI. This is shocking. Shocking. I will say this. I'm going to go VMI loses by uh, one score or less. And they are, I think they're 30-plus, 30 31. 31-point at, at Old Dominion. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm a, I'm a closet Keydet fan, evidently. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just doing it every single week. I'm going keyed at uh, seven points or less loss on the road at a Division One team. So what does your buddy Tom Conrad think about that? Oh God, he would uh, yeah. he would not be happy yeah. with that. No, are are we happy. saving for the the ETS ones for last? Is that what we're doing today? Sure. Okay. I'm going to go with the Furman Paladins defeating the number eight Villanova Wildcats on the road on Saturday afternoon in men's basketball. After your guy, was it Pounce, who just posterized whoever it was for Loyola Chicago? Sister Jean got put in the dirt with that dunk. My God, that was just unbelievable. So I'm going to go with Furman, who's 4-0, continuing their tremendous momentum and I thought I saw that they were only like 11 point underdogs in that game which I thought was kind of interesting but uh, that's at Villanova it would be a massive shocker to the college basketball world and I'm predicting it right now my second one I was I was going to go with Jacob's favorite head coach in college football but I'm not going to go that way Herm Edwards I was thinking about Herm on the road and Eugene to take on Jacob's a big Herman Sermon I'm going to stick with your uh, your team, the Furman Paladins, but I'm mm. going to go football. The Mercer Bears at home, uh, what are they, eight, nine-point underdogs at home. I'm going to take the Bears straight-up win 
at home in Macon, Georgia. I like it. You're you're sticking regional. You're sticking localized. You're giving some big ones for the Southern Conference. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm going to go to then my college football on a bigger scale. I'm going to say Notre Dame and Yankee Stadium wins by four touchdowns or more over Syracuse. The Orange are frauds, let's be honest. I'm sure Landon Owen would have my head for saying something like that, but he would for about 25 other teams in the country too. So Notre Dame <laughs> is going to prove it, and they are going to destroy Syracuse in their own state. That was a good one. I'm going to go, uh, now we got to do the game, right? We're doing the game? The game. That's what we call it, actually, yeah, the game. So What was called the game? Is it? What, what's it's actually? Harvard, Yale. That's right. Well, this is the That's real this game. this weekend as well. Yeah, in Fenway yeah. Park. Yeah. Yeah. Three games in Major League Baseball stadiums. But uh, I'm going to go... Uh, talk about ECSU's defense. Mm. I'm going to go three forced turnovers in okay. the game. I three like it. forced turnovers in the game against the Bulldogs. Mine revolves around the ETSU defense as well, and I suppose plays into the Sanford offense too. Devlin Hodges does not get the record. Woo. So he needs he needs 316 to tie, right, and 317 to break. Apparently. I don't know how this has changed so many times over the week. Like, I went to the actual NCAA website. Yes, right. Because that's what, that's what they're going to go by. Yes. I, my guess is that somebody eventually watched tape and a yard got changed one way or another. Shocker. In his favor. Right. Uh, I'm stupid. I mean, regardless, I think – that it is important to know the actual number, specifically for this bowl prediction, but also because what if he does get to, like, 300 and they're on their last drive and he needs 16, 17, or 18 I got to break one it. other bowl prediction. Oh, here you got a fourth. You're just very you're very willing to just throw bowl predictions out Kevin, there. I like it. Kevin Brown will knock a couple yards off the total so he doesn't get the record. <laughs> Boom, go. <laughs> yes. Okay, we need it. And we'll fight the Sanford SID. We – this fight breaks up because Kevin Brown refuses to give the extra yard. We need an impartial moderator here, but I think I already am going to give you that one. That's already in. That's a win for you. Um, Kevin Brown I, goes all Dave Lamont. Yes, uh, oh, absolutely. I will fight anyone in here that wants to challenge my yard market. Um, Devlin Hodges needs 317 to break it. I think he's averaging, like, what, 410? Or something like that. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. But I mean, well, he's thrown for over 300 yards in every single game this year, but one. Aside from the which game? Kansas was it? State. 150. Yeah, and, and both, and that was weird because both teams are known for offense, and neither team had 300 yards of total offense. What do you think the final score is this weekend? Should we do? A, Ooh, should we do a? a should that's we do a, a bold one. prediction just on final score for this weekend? It doesn't have to be bold, but just a prediction. Just a prediction. Yeah, Jacob, keep this one too because I think this will be this will be good. I'm going to go 31-21 bucks. Okay. And Jacob, how, can we agree on this, Jay, that Jacob, impartially as he is, picks the winner of this bet, well, bet, not bet, prediction, um, and he just basically, with whatever criteria he wants, says, okay, that looked like the better or closer final score. Ooh. Is that fair? Ooh. Because I, cause I don't want to do, like, oh, total points or spread between the two or whatever it is. So 31-21 is what you say. I'll say 21-17 bucks. I think it's going to be low scoring for whatever reason. I don't know why. Why do I think that? I, you'd have to ask yourself that. I'm not sure. But no, I think I mean, it's going to be low me, scoring. You want me to get in your head and, ask, and figure out what you're thinking? It would help. I don't even know what I'm thinking. That's have you enough. seen my bold predictions? I have not. Okay. Uh, okay, I think that's all we have. Well, I, uh, I'm excited for this game tomorrow. I mean, this is going to be, like you said, probably the biggest game in program history in terms of on-campus football. And I'm hoping 
that we can just coast into Sunday, the selection show at 12.30, where we may very well do a special edition Facebook Live of Santos and the Psychic, so keep an eye for that. But just be able to coast in without any drama, without any worry, sit back, just see where the Bucks are going to go, or if they're staying here. I think it would be great day for ETSU to see the trophy presentation on the field after the game. That'd be cool. And just do the waiting game on where you're going to be. Not or if you're going to be. That's right. That's where it need to be. Santa's sidekick off next week, right? Uh, the whole week? I think so. All right. It's going to be tough because triple header Monday, double header Tuesday. Yeah, you're right. Wednesday. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I got all yeah. that going Good on. Good call. We'll, we'll miss you. Off. We we'll will miss back. you. I'll shed a single tear and then some more. Santa's sidekick. Buccaneer. Sports Network.